to give to you guys today, what he wanted to speak to us as a congregation and as the church in America today. And so I was praying and asking, and of course, if you guys know, Pastor DJ has been in a uh, sermon series called It Can Change, right? So yes, the Lord changed it a little bit on me. He changed it here and there as he saw fit. But I'm excited because it was all him. It really was. And so uh, today, the word that I, I'm going to speak to you guys, the sermon title God gave me was, Awake, the time is now. So you can go ahead and put it up there, brothers. Awake, the time is now. And so for a couple months now, the Lord has been speaking to me. For a couple months, even before the pandemic hit, there was this word in my spirit that I kept hearing. And the word was urgency. Everybody say urgency. 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 It, was this, it was this word in my spirit that God had placed there. And I know it's not just me, but a lot of other people around the world, a lot of brothers and sisters, but there was this word in my spirit bubbling up and it was urgency. And so I believe that today uh, the, uh, God is bringing this word to you guys so that we could get the same word in our spirits, this, this spirit of urgency. And, you know, and it doesn't take much. All you have to do is look around a little bit. All you have to do is look at the news for five minutes to know that you should have this urgency in your belly, to know that there's people hurting that need what you have. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. Oh, and I believe that God gave me this word just as, just as, you know, I'm reminded I have three kids. For those of you who don't know me, I guess I should have started with this. I'm Pastor Kevin, like Pastor DJ said. I'm the youth pastor. So if you don't like the message, it's all right. I'm the youth pastor. I don't preach all the time, right? So it's okay. Once a year about, right? Once a year. So it's okay. Um, but I have three kids. And as uh, good parents, you know, especially my wife, uh, my wife as a good parent, you know what she does when my daughter has a test, right? When there was school, right? When, where they were going, when they were going to school. So my daughter, uh, she's nine years old. She would have a test. And so what my, what my wife does is she wakes her up early, right? She wakes up early. She gives her breakfast. She makes sure she eats a good meal. She makes sure, you know, if, she's, uh, if she needs to study a little bit, she'll run through the flashcards real fast. So that she what? That she will pass the test when she gets to school. And so I, in the same way, I believe God is giving us this opportunity right now, this time right now, so that we can wipe the sleep off of our faces because he loves us, because we need to be fully awake for when the next thing comes. You know, and, and this should serve as a reminder. This pandemic isn't just, oh, you know, it came out of nowhere. And uh, no, 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 God is going to use it to wake you up. God is trying to use it too. I'm not saying God said, I'm going to do this to all these people. No, he didn't say that. But if you allow him to use it for his glory, he will. That's what I'm saying. And that's what God wants to do today. God is allowing you this opportunity, this time, because he loves you. He's giving you this opportunity to wake up. Wake up. You know, the word of God says that our salvation is nearer now than ever before. And that's the truth. It's the truth. And so the, the scripture that God gave me, uh, it should be up on the, uh, on the screen there if you don't have your Bibles. It's Romans 13. Romans 13, verse 11 in the Passion Translation. And it says this. To live like this is all the more urgent for time is running out and you know it is a strategic hour. Everybody say strategic. It is a strategic hour in human 
history. It is time for us to wake up. For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Than when we first, see, I, I mean, I can't make this up. It's in the word of God. So if you thought, you know, oh, well, Kevin is bringing, no, God is bringing a word. God is bringing you this word today and for the whole church of America. It is a strategic hour. Everything that's happening right now, God knew about it. God knew it would happen. And God knew that you would be sitting down at Destiny Church today, that you would be here on purpose, not for non-coincidence. You're here on purpose. And God is telling you it is time. The time is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not when you're 30. It's not when you're 40. Well, let me live my life now. And then later on, I'll give my life to you, God. You don't know how long you're going to live. You don't, we don't know how long we're going to live. I include myself in this because, you know, I bring you this word, but I want you to know that God did it in me first. You know, this week has been amazing for me. I feel, I, it's hard to explain it. I, I feel like I was already awake and God was already using me. But I, for some reason, I feel like he gave me a shot of adrenaline. For some reason, I feel like he woke me up. And he wants to do the same with you. And what do I mean by wake up? He's put this burning desire, this hunger for his word in me. And I'm praying that God will do the same for you. That you leave different than when you walked in. That you will leave with a greater hunger for the word of God like never before. Like never before. Mm, we thank you, Jesus. I want to read to you from Acts 17. Acts 17, 26 through 28. Uh, from the Passion. Verse 26 says, From one man, Adam... He made every man and woman and every race of humanity. And he spread us all over the earth. He sets the boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed times in history. That's exactly what I just said. You were appointed for this exact time in history. It is not a coincidence that you're alive in 2020. It's been over 2,000 years since Jesus went back to the Father and left his Holy Spirit. And it's not a coincidence that you're here during this 2020, you know, what a lot of people have been calling a crisis. It's not a coincidence. You were made for this time. You were appointed for this time. God said, I need Pastor DJ here in 2020, June 2020. I need, you know, Brother Jim and Miss Karen and you and you and you and you. God said, I need them here on the earth to fulfill my plans to fulfill my purpose so that I would get glory, right? And so this is a strategic hour. And he has appointed you in this time in history. And, and you know what, brothers and sisters, make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. We are here on purpose. We are here on purpose. Verse 27 says this, he has done this so that every person would long for him, for God. Feel their way to him and find him. For he is the God who is easy to discover. See, God is not a God that's waiting around the corner saying, well, you know, if he gets a little closer, I'm going to back up a little more. If he gets a little closer, I'm going to back up a little more. He is not like that. He is what? A good, good father. That's who our God is. He is a good Good father. You know, I don't believe we're going to be very long today, but I, I want you guys to understand this. 
the word says, would long for God. Like I was saying earlier, I truly believe that God wants to set it a fire in our bellies that we would long for him. What do I mean? I mean that we would open the Bible and read it. I, I, I'm not, you know, this isn't, a, you know, throwing stones message. I'm not trying to, you know, hurt you guys. I'm telling you out of love, God loves you. As a dad, I love my kids. You know, sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes people look at me crazy because uh, I have a four-year-old son, Pops. Most of you guys know him, right? He's a ninja. He really is. He just escapes and he runs everywhere. Um, and so sometimes when Pops runs into the street, I tell him, Pops, get back over here. You can die. And people kind of look at me like, whoa, you know, okay, you know, you know, and they're like, oh, just leave it alone, you know, leave it alone. Mind your business, you know, and, um, but, but it's the truth, you know, because sometimes as kids, we don't need your, the parent to, to sugarcoat it. Oh, don't run over there. You don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do then. Right? Those are kids. And so sometimes the kids just need the truth. Son, please don't go out there because you will die if a car comes by. He might not stop in time. Please don't do that. Please. And so that's what I believe the Father is doing today out of love. He's telling us, because it started with me first. This word that you're hearing, God spoke it to me. He convicted me. And that's what God is doing today. You know, uh, it's crazy. Uh, this, this man named R.T. Kendall. Uh, he was speaking the other day, and I was watching it. And uh, some of the, some of the uh, statistics he threw out were insane. He says that some of the pastors and preachers in America, that they read their Bibles about four minutes a day. Four minutes a day. That's the preachers and pastors, not the congregation. And so I just, you know, I started thanking God. First off, I was convicted by the Holy Spirit. Second off, I was thanking God that we have a spiritual father in this place, Pastor DJ, who reads the word of God, who prays. Yeah, you all can give him a hand. I'm not trying to praise him up. I'm trying to honor him, though, because it's important. Where honor is due, you should give honor because he is being a good example for us. You know, Pastor DJ, if you didn't know, he said, uh, I feel like God wants us to pray more. I'm going to start a, a, a Monday night prayer. Praise God. You see, I believe that it is time for the church in America to wake up. I believe it's time for the church in America to get back to the basics. I'm not, I mean, I'm not talking, <laughs> I'm not talking about anything crazy. Like, I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, you got to do this and let the Holy Spirit, believe me, I'm all about the Holy Spirit of God. But the Spirit and the Word, when they get together, it is powerful but you see you can't operate out of just the spirit and no word you know and jesus and this is what i used to tell my teens all the time when, when the devil came to jesus and said oh well you know why don't you just turn these rocks into bread and just eat it jesus didn't say get away from me in my name i you know i rebuke he didn't say that what did he say it is written what did he use? The word. It is written. 
well, you know what? What about you just throw yourself off of this cliff? And, you know, the word says, check this out. The, the, the devil started saying, the word says that he won't even let your foot be hurt. And Jesus, what did he say? It is written. Do not put the Lord God to test. And then the third time, it is written. You will worship no one but God. And so we see a beautiful picture that Jesus himself, the Lord, the Messiah, the one that we love, the one who saved us and cleans us, he used the word. And so as Christians, as lovers of Jesus, we need to get back to foundation. We need to get back to the, the basics. And, and I love that God has been doing this for our church. I love that God has been bringing us back to, to, to the, our first love, like that song says. He's been bringing us back to our first love. And it starts with reading our word. It starts with praying, with discipleship. I just, oh, Lord have mercy. I love it. You know, I, I can't tell you guys, but I, I don't know how to tell you sometimes. I don't know how to express the, the hunger, the, the amazing bread of life that this word is. Um, Pastor Crystal, she, uh, <laughs> she has this little bread. It's a little bread on our uh, dining room table. And um, her grandpa used to pull like a little, a little verse from it. And it says, the bread of life. And so we pull it and we read, you know, a verse. Uh, and, and it's so amazing because it's true. You know, something so simple, but it's powerful. Because when the devil comes to attack, unless you have this in your heart and you're full of the spirit, you're not going to be able to stand. All right, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me finish the scriptures before I, before I forget. All right, here we go. Acts 17, verse 28. It says this, it is through him that we live and function and have our identity. Everybody said identity. All right. I don't know if you guys like Disney movies or not. All right. Um, me and Crystal, we were talking about this because I've been practicing this a little bit all week. And, uh, and every time it's new because <laughs> I'm like, God, you know, have your way. You do whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm going to step to the side and, and we'll do whatever you want to do. So uh, God reminded me of this Disney movie. And that Disney movie is called Tangled. Tangled. I don't know if uh, any of you have watched it. But it has to do with a, listen to this. It has to do with a princess who doesn't know she's a princess. And it has to do with this, with this girl, this young woman with long hair. And her hair is magical and everything. But, but, <laughs> but she's living in this tower and she's stuck in this tower. And so she's in bondage. You see? And she, she's scared, and she, she's never been outside. And so she doesn't have this freedom. And she doesn't know that her dad is a king and that her mom is a queen. See, she was taken as a little girl and, and, and hid because of her little magical powers, right? So she was hid because of what? Because of that that was placed in her. I hope you guys understand what I'm telling you. I hope you're getting it. Because there's so many of us that live just like that fairy tale. There's so many sons and daughters of a king who are in bondage. And we don't even know it. We're asleep and we don't even know it. There's so many of us. But 
you know, me, again, me and Chris were talking last night and she said, you know what I love about that? I love the difference afterwards. And she's so right because after that her name is Rapunzel, after Rapunzel finds out, after she finds out that she's a princess, after she's been, after she comes back into the kingdom, everything changes. Once before, you know, before she was never able to go outside, before she was in bondage, before she was somebody's tool. But when she comes back into the kingdom, she starts to rejoice. When she comes back to the kingdom, you see her dancing freely in the streets with the kids. And you see her walking and her calling. See, she puts on the crown and she starts to walk with her head up because now she's not just a maid stuck in a tower, but now she's come to the realization that she is a princess. And see, that is you and that is me. We are sons and daughters of the living God. The book of Revelation says that we are kings and priests. Kings and priests. If we will only wake up, if we will only understand what the Father is doing. Mm, thank you, Jesus. I love it. I went old school today. I actually have papers. I love it. I love it. I was thinking about bringing my iPad, and I said, no, uh-uh. I'm not leaving it up to technology. I said, no, not this time. It's too important. I'm serious. It's too important. All right. My first point, if you're taking notes today. I know. You're like, whoa, that was a lot. That was a lot. We're not even on the first point. But I promise you, I promise you, we're not going to be here too long. I just need you to absorb this in your spirit, okay? It says, uh, recognize the times. I believe this is the first point that God wanted me to speak to you guys today. Recognize the times. And he gave me this scripture, John 9. So if you have your Bibles, you can go with me. John 9, verses 1 through 5. <laughs> oh, I love this. I opened up my Bible and, and uh, my son had scribbled all over it with my highlighter, you know. And I'm like, wow. Thank you, Jesus, for my son, though. But, you know, I love it because it reminds me. It remind, you know, this, this little scribble scrabble on my Bible reminds me that the Father loves you guys. He loves you guys. That, that's, he loves us. He loves us. Thank you, Father. Chapter 9, verse 1. Afterward, as Jesus walked down the street, he noticed a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Teacher, whose sin caused this guy's blindness? His own or the sin of his parents? Jesus answered, neither. It happened to him so that you could watch him experience God's miracle. While I am with you, it is daytime. And we must do the works of God who sent me while the light shines. Listen to this. For there is coming a dark night when no one will be able to work. As long as I am with you, my life is the light that pierces the world's darkness. Thank you, God. So I, God gave me, in his word, he, he revealed to me something that I feel like we're in this season. And I feel like that God showed me the season we're in. And we're in this season of Noah and the ark. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. We're in this season of, you see, it, it took years for Noah to build the ark. 
just in case you didn't know, it wasn't like three weeks and he built this humongous ark. No, no, no. It took him years, months. And it, the Bible doesn't say this, but I almost, you know, I almost picture this in my brain like a movie, right? I see Noah building this huge ark. And what you have to understand that there was, before this, there was no rain, okay? The word of God in the book of Genesis says that springs of water would come and they would water the earth. Springs from the ground. And then there's this weird man building this a humongous boat saying that it's about to rain. And I can imagine him building and building and people saying, hey, Noah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm building a boat. The Lord said, the Lord God Almighty said that it's going to rain. And I imagine people laughing at him. And I imagine people saying, wow, that's dumb. That's never happened before. That's crazy. That's never happened before. And I imagine that Noah would ask them, listen, listen, you can be saved too. Listen, uh, th there's, there's a flood coming. Now, this is all the Kevin translation because it's not in there. <laughs> you know, I'm just reading between the lines. Because we know that the word of God says that only Noah and his family were saved. But I feel like we're in that season. You know, we're in the season of, wow, something just happened. But something is coming. Something is coming. I mean, all you have to do is read the book of Revelation. I'm not being super prophetic. <laughs> I promise you. All you got to do is read the book of Revelation to know that there's more things ahead. But I want you to understand that God has placed you in this time for a reason. And God loves you so much that he will send someone, even if you don't want to hear me, even if you don't like it, even if you get offended, he loves you so much that he wants you to understand the time is now for you to be awakened. Because if the flood comes and you're not awake, if the flood comes and you're not awake, you'll be too late. You know, and that reminds me of uh, Matthew 25, 6. Uh, it's probably not going to be up there, but that's okay. Uh, Matthew 25, 6 is, is talking about the foolish virgins. And, and, and it says that there was 10 of them, and then, and then five of them didn't have enough oil when the call rang out. Five of them were without oil, so they went to go buy oil. And when they came back, it was too late. And when they came back with their oil that they bought, it was too late. But the five wise ones who brought their lamp and the oil, they were able to enter. That's found in Matthew 25 if you want to read it at home. But it's important that we recognize the times we're living in right now. It's important that we understand that nothing is just coincidence. That nothing is just, oh, you know, this happened for no reason. This happened because somebody in China ate a bat. I, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but God, you know, I'm, again, God is allowing this so the church, especially the church in America, that we would wake up. That we would wake up. The statistics don't lie. You know, it's sad that we are away, getting away from the word of God. It's sad that like R.T. Kendall says, the greatest product the Holy Spirit has ever made 
is not red. You know, it's sad that we're like, God, give me more anointing. You know what, Pastor Daisy, lay your hands on me so that I will get the, your anointing. Listen, 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 listen. This is important. This is the church in America. Pastor Daisy, lay your hands on me so I will get your anointing. It's like going to McDonald's and asking for a quick meal. Because you don't want to make it, right? Because you don't want to spend the time with God. Because you don't want to, you know what, Pastor DJ, you do it for me. How about you fill my well up to overflow? Brother Sean, lay your hands on me so that I can receive. But the greatest gift, the power, just so you know, the power of God is in this word. (laughs) Jesus used it himself. It is written. It is written. It is written. And the devil fled. But without the word of God, how is the devil going to flee from you? God, help me. I feel like the devil has been attacking my finances. How much have you been reading? How much word have you been eating? (laughs) Again, I don't mean this in, in, you know, some sort of hateful way. God loves us. And I'm telling you, he, he, (laughs) he convicted me first. He said, Kevin, how much are you reading? What kind of Bible plan are you on? Well, you know, how much are you digesting of my word? You want more power. You want to go to the next level. But how faithful are you with the greatest product that the Holy Spirit has ever designed? How how faithful are you with eating this word that I give you? The manna from heaven. The word of God. Thank you, Father. You know, and I asked the Father to allow me to speak boldly today. I did. For our sakes, even if I offend people, I said, God, use me. I am willing. All right. Before I start crying. Let's go to our next, if you're taking notes, the, the second point that I believe God is speaking to us today is get ready. Get ready. And I put 1 Samuel 16. I'm going to go ahead and paraphrase it for you in the Kevin translation. All right. And it's this beautiful story that we see of David being anointed by God. It's not going to be up there because I wanted to just paraphrase it for you guys. It is. Okay. The the word of God says that Samuel came to anoint the king. Well, he didn't know who the king was. He came to anoint someone. The father said, go to the house of Jesse, and there you will anoint the future king, right? And the first son comes out. I mean, he's big and bad. He's coming out like, hey, how you doing, Prophet Samuel? Here I am in all of my splendor, you know? And, uh, and the cra- check this out, though. The crazy thing is Samuel was like, surely this is the next king. And then we get a glimmer We get a picture of the father because the father says, I am not looking outwardly like you humans do, but I am looking at the heart. And so Jesus reminded me as I was getting this, this stuff ready for you guys, that David's heart was already positioned to be a king before he was a king. I'm going to say that again. David had already positioned his heart to be a king before he was the king. 
He didn't wait. And I've said this, I think, two or three weeks ago as well. He didn't wait. And you know what I love? That scripture says that Samuel is going and he has an anointing. Okay, he has like a horn. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there, in the uh, ancient times, even now though, <laughs> there's a horn and it would be filled with oil to anoint. And it says that he had the oil. God, is it this? This person right here. No, it's not that one. Wow, God, this one looks... No, it's not that one. God, until there was no more. And I want you to realize something really, really quick because it's important. Samuel had made a sacrifice. So in our terms, they were having a barbecue. I promise you, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. They were having a barbecue. And you know who wasn't invited? David. You know who wasn't invited? The next king. You know who wasn't invited? The anointed one of Israel, of God, the one who God anointed. He wasn't invited. And then Samuel says, oh, uh, okay, the, the oil, check this out, check this out. The oil is not flowing. The oil is not flowing. Do you have another son? And the dad's response is, well, yeah, yeah, we got one way over there. And, but he's tending to the sheep. I promise you. You know, I did this on purpose. I didn't want to read all this scripture. I want to tell you as a story so that you will go back and read it. And so that you will fall in love with the word of God. Yes. But then you see this, this uh, you know, yeah, yeah, there's, I have one more son. And he's way over there and, you know, but, but he's tending to the sheep. And I love what Samuel says. He says, oh, really? Well, guess what? We're not going to eat. We're not going to drink. We're not going to sit down until that son comes in. I love that. You know why I love that? Because it takes the least of them and God sets them and anoints them king in front of everybody. I love it because that's what Jesus wants to do with us. You know, I come from nothing. I really do. My, uh, my dad was a first generation American. He came from Guatemala and then he lived in El Salvador. My mom was a uh, from El Salvador as well, first generation American. They came in here in the 80s. And so, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, I said, thank God that you have a mom that can do homework with you because I didn't have that. You know, my parents didn't speak English, right? So I come from nothing. And David came from nothing. He was tending the sheep. He, he didn't, his brothers didn't even like him. He was probably weird to them. Look at this guy. Like, he, he's so weird. But why? Because he had the heart of a king. See, the word of God says he had the heart of a king. And when David came, the anointed flowed. The anointing oil flowed because his heart was already positioned. Because God had seen his heart already. And so during this time, like I said, in this season that we're in right now, as the church in America, as Destiny Church, as, as this family, we need to start getting ready. What do I mean by that? Pastor Kevin, what do you mean by it's time to get ready? What does that mean? That, I mean, that could be anything. Read the word of God. If nothing else today, if you don't hear anything I, I say today, go home and read your word even more. Fall in love with the word of God. You might think, well, that's a little too simple. That's God. 
I just read to you where God is simple. He wants you to find him. Read his word, pray daily. And I don't mean read like, oh, the Bible app just gave me my word of the day. Yes, blessed is he who, amen. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. There's nothing wrong with that. I get those messages all the time. Those are awesome. But it's digging deeper. It's falling in love with his word. It's waking up because the time is now. Psalms 24, 4 says, God gives, uh, oh, this is my version. God give us clean hands and a pure heart. You can put it up there though. It's pretty much the same. But that's my prayer for us, that God will give us clean hands and a pure heart. The book in, uh, the word of God in Matthew, let me see if I can find it. I want to say it's Matthew 5, uh, 25, if I'm not mistaken, I'll tell you right now. Let's see here. Yes, uh, Matthew 5, 8 in the Passion Translation. But it's amazing. It says this. What bliss you experience when your heart is pure, for then your eyes will open to see more and more of God. It's good. His word is good. It's alive and it's active. Thank you, Father. So my second point today was get ready. Just so you know, after he was anointed, David didn't become king right away. (laughs) But David still killed a lion. And David still killed the bear. And, And David still killed Goliath, a giant that was standing in front of him without the title of king. Because he knew who he was in his heart. He knew if God helped me with this, he will help me with this. If God helped me with this, he helped me with this. If God's blessed me before to pay the rent, he'll do it again. If God, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, if God healed my brother, he can heal my dad. Whatever it is, David was certain. Like Brother Sean was saying, David was certain of who his God was. He was not doubting. When he's, when, listen, when the whole army shook and trembled before Goliath, David did not. David was confident in who his God was. All right, the third. I only have four points, so we're almost there. Y'all hang on. Well, I know y'all want to go to Longhorn just as much as I do. Y'all just hold on. We're eating steak and you don't even know it. The third point is this. Do the work. Very simple. You're like, wow, Pastor Kevin, you're extremely simple. Amen. Praise God so that he could get all the glory from this. Do the work. Let's read John 4, 34 to 35. I'll read it from uh, uh, the Passion. Uh, let me see. New Living Translation. All right. John 4, 34 and 35, it says this. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Now, I think I said this, uh, if I'm not wrong, Pastor Daisy, I think I said this like, what was it, maybe three, four weeks ago at Fat. Fat Tuesday, something like that. But 
what this scripture is saying. You know, the Passion Translation says it a little different. It says, why do you say there's still four months? The Passion Translation, I love how the Passion Translation makes it clear. You see, because in their hearts, they were like, well, Jesus, I mean, there's still time. Why do I need to be urgent about sharing the gospel? Why do I need to be, why is it so life and death to you? And Jesus was saying, why do you say there's still four months? Look all around you. The hearts are ready. And so I say to you, church, look all around you. People hurting. People upset, angry. Look around you. There's so many people that need Jesus. So many people. You know, and I love, um, who was it? Uh, I think it was Brother Bill or Brother Bo, or maybe both of them. But I, you know what they said, which amazed me, was that he was in school. Brother Bo Barton said, I, I want to say it was Bo Barton. He was in school, and, and somebody, I think it was him. Hopefully I'm not wrong. But somebody who used to do drugs is the one who told him about Jesus. He said, I was in Montgomery where everybody knows about God. And yet nobody told me about God. You know, and, and that broke my heart. And it also encouraged me that God can use the least of them and still preach his gospel. See, I'm not special. I'm, I'm here to tell you that I'm not special. All you need is a yes on your lips and to love Jesus with all your heart. That's it. What qualifications do I need? That's it. A yes on your lips and to love Jesus with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. But I say, wake up and look around. This is Jesus. This is the red ink. This is not Pastor Kevin. This is Jesus speaking. But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The people are in need. There is, listen to me, there is an urgency of life and death in the air. There is. And we need to get ready. And we need to do the work. And you know, sometimes you're like, Pastor Kevin, what do you mean by do the work? I mean, am I supposed to quit my job? No, I'm not saying quit your job. Do the work wherever you're at. And you know what? This is the crazy thing. Sometimes you don't even need to tell them about Jesus. Sometimes when you show them the love of Jesus, they say, uh, why are you like this? How, how, what is this in you? And there's your door. Sometimes it's as easy as Pastor DJ said this morning, sharing a link. How easy is that? It's not, it's not hard. And I'm not saying to quit your jobs. I'm saying wherever you go, wherever you're at, do your best to do the work of Jesus. Tell people about Jesus because that's like uh, Sarah was saying today. That's who changes lives. That's who we need. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. All right. The last, last point I have for you. And I do say for you because it's for you. Go ahead and put it up there. It's you. You are qualified. You are capable. You are called. 
Why do I say that? You know, sometimes when we're preaching and, we're, and we're, we're telling you that God loves you and that God wants to use you, sometimes we start to look at other people. Well, yeah, amen, uh, Pastor Daisy gots it. Amen, Pastor DJ, yes, amen, hallelujah. That word's for Pastor DJ. That, that word is for Brother James, amen, thank the Lord. That's, oh, that word is for Brother Jim. And I'm telling you that this word is for you. Whether you're four years old or 84 years old, this word is for you. God wants you to wake up. God wants you to realize what time you're in. God wants you to start to prepare yourself spiritually with word, with fasting, with prayer. God wants you to do the work wherever you go. And I believe that God wants you to know today that you're qualified. That you are qualified. That you can do it. I love reading the Gospels. I love reading the Gospels because in the Gospels you see sometimes the most ridiculous people who God uses to completely shatter the, you know, the culture, to completely shatter. You know, the Word of God says, these who have come and turned the world upside down. <laughs> and I love that he uses normal people. I mean, the exception would be Jesus and probably Paul. Because Paul was actually trained under Galileo, and he was this amazing, I mean, he spoke different languages, okay? So, but besides them, Peter, a fisherman. James, a fisherman. You know, the Zebedee brothers, just, just fishermen that still were with their dad. David, just a shepherd. Just a shepherd who tended to sheep. Who was a murderer, by the way. Who stole somebody's wife, by the way. Committed adultery. And I love that Jesus, that God called these people. Because what it shows me, you know, Moses had a stutter. Could bear, you know, God sends somebody else because I can't preach. I can't do it. Maybe there's some of you in here in your own mind thinking that. Well, I'm too quiet. God, you know what? I'm a natural introvert. And God is telling you, if I did it for Moses, I can do it for you. And the only reason, listen to me, the only reason that Moses got an errand is because he, he just wouldn't stop. He said, God, no, I can't do it. God's like, yeah, you can do it. No, I can't do it. I will put my words in your mouth. I can't do it. Please let Aaron talk for me. Finally, God in his mercy said, fine, fine. I'll let Aaron speak for you. Don't be like that. God wants to use you. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you're white, black, Mexican, Chinese, Asian. I don't care. I'm telling you, God wants to use you. He wants to use you. You are qualified. All you need is a yes on your lips and a love for Jesus. That's it. And you are called. Matthew 28, 18. I'm about to end. Matthew 28, 18. It says this. Then Jesus came close to them and said, all the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. 
And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. God, Jesus, who holds all the authority of the universe, lives in you, is with you, will be with you. What did that song say? We'll go before you. We go behind you. Jesus is with you. So why be afraid? Why say, God, I can't do this. I'm only 15. God, why? I'm only 11 years old. God, I can't do this. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 68. I'm already pushing. No, no, no. If you have lungs, if you have the breath of God in your lungs right now, you're called. You can do it. I'm telling you, you can do it. I believe that, you know, in my spirit, it's hard to explain, but I believe that something is coming. And maybe I look crazy. Maybe I'm the one that looks crazy like Noah. <laughs> and I'm okay with weird. I am. I really am. John the Baptist wore some weird camel hair robes. I promise you, I'm wearing decent clothes, so I'm not that weird. But I'm okay with weird. I'm okay with being different. I'm not afraid to be who I've been called to be. Listen to me. We don't have that much time. You, you know, the word of God says our lives are like the, the daisies, like the lilies in the field that are here today and gone tomorrow. Here today, gone tomorrow. And again, I'm not saying to quit your job and don't do financial investing or don't, you know, don't, don't save up and don't have a nest egg. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying this is the greatest nest egg you'll ever need. Like we were speaking today about the generations and the generations and the generations. There's nothing greater that you can give your children than this. The father knows that's why he gave it to us. The greatest gift of God. Jesus said it, I'm leaving, but I, I leave you with the Holy Spirit. This is his greatest work. Breathed by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So fathers, mothers, children, all of us. Today's a day. Today is a day of new beginnings. Today is a day where we decide in our hearts that we're gonna dig in, uh, we're gonna dig in deeper, that we're gonna dig in, that we're gonna press in to what the Father has in store for us. Believe me, there's thousands of churches saying, we want to grow, but nobody's, nobody's telling people about Jesus. They want to grow, but they want to take other people from other churches. It's like, you want to grow? That's awesome. Jesus wants to see people saved. You can't disciple someone before they know who Jesus is. And it's not up to just one. Believe me, I understand that there's some who are gifted in this, but it's everybody. It's everybody. You know people that I can't reach. You have people in your circle that I can't reach. And I tell my teenagers all the time, I say this, and they, there's a couple of them in here, so they can back me up. I've said this numerous times. Isaiah's right there. If I'm lying, you let them know. I say, I say this. I say, imagine the book of Revelation says that there will be two lines. One for heaven and one for hell. 
Why sugarcoat it? And I tell my teenagers this. What would it feel like to be in the line to go to heaven and looking over at one of your good friends and with tears in their eyes looking at you saying, why, why didn't you just tell me? Really? Why couldn't you just tell me? And I, I tell my teenagers that all the time. How would you feel to see them on the other line, knowing where they're going? So this message today is so we can wake up. This message is with love from the Father that we could wake up. Because the Father loves all of you. But the Word of God says that God also loves the one. That one who is lost. The one who is hurting. The one who hates Jesus. The one who can't stand Jesus. Because that was me. I could not stand God. Don't talk to me about religion. I don't want to hear nothing about it. I know what people in church are like. Two-faced, do one thing in church and something else out here in the world. They're worse than me. I'm telling you the truth. Because I love you. Because the Father loves you. But that was me. I was one who was lost. I was one who didn't like God. Didn't want to hear nothing about God. And he saved me. And so in turn, I've decided to live my life for him. But it's not just about me. It's about you. There is, there is people like me among your circles. There's people like me that you know who don't want nothing to do with God, that don't love God, that they just don't, they don't care because they've been hurt. Listen to me. They've been hurt. And so it's time that we wake up and it's time that we read the word and do what it says and that we love Jesus with all our hearts. Do what the Bible says because you love God, not because you're scared of his wrath. This isn't a repent or you're going to go to hell. Like this isn't me throwing the Bible at you. God loves us. He really, really loves us. He gives us opportunity after opportunity. And today, today is your opportunity. So you guys can go ahead and stand up. Get on your feet. We're going to go ahead and pray. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up. I'm going to ask the worship team, if they're still here, to come up. Whoever's here. Oh, God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Father. I believe that there's some in here, God, who maybe took a nap, Father, but they're ready, God. They're ready, Father. They're hungry, God. They want to be the person that they've been called to be. They want to be the kings and priests, the queens and priests, God. They want to be everything you've called them to be. So if that's you today, if today you've decided that you want to go deeper, that today, if today you decided, God, you know what? I decide today to try harder. I decide today to press in. I want you to just raise your hands where you're at. Raise your hands where you're at. Don't be ashamed. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Jesus says, don't be afraid. 
There's a time coming when it's going to be too late. So now's the time. We're going to re reaffirm our faith. This doesn't mean that you hadn't already read your word. This doesn't mean that you hadn't been praying. This means that you want more. And you feel like today is the day. So you raise your hands wherever you're at boldly. Boldly before God. And I want the prayer partners to stretch out their hands and we're going to pray. Prayer partners, stretch out your hands. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, not by my power or might, God, but by yours, that in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, you would give them a hunger like never before. Holy Spirit, you would start to stir up those gifts and those callings. Holy Spirit, you would remind them who they are. Oh, we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, Father. God, I speak urgency to them right now, God. Holy Spirit, by your power, would you just allow them to feel that urgency for your gospel. That urgency for the lives of the lost. We need you, Father. I need you, Father. I ask, God, every, all of those, Father, with their hands risen, and even those with their hands risen in their heart, Father, but they haven't raised their actual hands, God. I ask in the name of Jesus, God, that you would give them a hunger for your word like never before. That you would, that you would start to give them dreams, God, and visions, God, that you would start to grant them favor, Father, in all they do. God, your word says that favor is greater than gold and silver, God. Would you bless them with your favor? Would you bless them, God, with this hunger, this supernatural hunger to want more of you, God? Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that they would fall in love with your word. Please, Father, let them fall in love with your word. Let them remember what it felt like the first day they came to know you, Jesus. Let us never forget, Father. I pray over all of them in Jesus' name. You put your hands down. And now we're going to pray quickly. We're going to pray for anyone who doesn't know Jesus, for anyone who hasn't received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. And he was risen after three days. So if that's you, if you want to know Jesus for the first time, if you want to give your life to Jesus, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father, your word says where there are two or three there you are. God, so thank you for your Holy Spirit that is in this place. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you that you're convicting hearts. I thank you, God, that you're nurturing hearts. I thank you that you are binding up hearts right now that have been hurt. God, if there's one or two or three or four or however many, God, in here today that don't know you, Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that they would open their mouths and they would, they would prepare their hearts and that they would repeat after me. If that is you, repeat after me. Matter of fact, the whole church repeat after me. God, I believe in your son, Jesus. Help me to have faith and to follow him. Jesus, save me.
write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I believe with my heart and I speak it with my mouth. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Can we give a hand? Come on, church. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Did anybody receive anything today? Yes. Thank you, God. Praise God. I love you all. Pastor DJ is going to come up here in a minute. Just want to tell you guys that I love you. And I want to tell you that from one father to the next, from one father to all of you, God loves you. And he is giving you this word today in love. God bless you guys. Come on, can we give it up for Pastor Kevin? Come on. God is so good. And, and man, as you can see, man, we, Destiny Church is in good hands, y'all. We're in good hands, and God wants to do something amazing in and through each and every person in here. And I just believe, um, Kevin, you're just getting a taste of the fire. I just know God wants to do something amazing, and you're just getting a taste of it. He says, it's just the tip. He goes, just hang in there, man. It's the tip of the spear. And he's stirring something inside of you, a desire inside of you this week that's more than you've ever had. And it's just the beginning. It gets so much better. I'm telling you, this is this is so good. Uh, God's going to bless you abundantly. Through, I'm telling you, it's going to be really, really good. And, and he also wants you to know that I used to look like you, you know, 20 years ago. Um, so that's really good. But brother, we love you. We thank you for everything you're doing. I, I, man, it's just phenomenal how God's going to use you. So um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to do life with you, brother. And I love you, brother. Oh, man. Woo. So that, that was just part one today. <laughs> um, man, I'm just, man, great word, Kevin. Great word. Um, timely word. You know, timely word. I took so many notes, I, you know, I'm not even going to dig into it anymore. Um, but I'm telling you, this is how it works, is, is I believe God will... God will continue to pour into our house. And, and God, look, God puts people in our house just like Kevin because this is where they develop. This is where they begin. And then God starts stirring it in the house. Okay, you don't look outside the house to, to, to let God use people. It's in the house. That's just how it works. And, and you see it developing within Kevin. You know, we met, I don't know how many years ago, but is it three years ago. And uh, just to watch where, where God has moved you in this house. Four years. Yeah, it's been a while now. I think he was 20. <laughs> I think he was 20, but but it's so good. God has look. God has moved through all of us here, and I think we've all grown together as a church family because we said yes, and we've allowed God to use us. And and as a church family, you get to start seeing the fruit. And Kevin's part of that. That's that's what that's what him and his family is. And and your teenagers look. We got to honor some some teens today, and um, that that were graduating. We might have missed some. And look, if we missed your teenager, it's not because we don't love you. It, it was look. It was just miscommunicate. Whatever it might be, we apologize. But look, we will honor them. Look, get us the stuff. We're gonna honor them no matter what. Uh, if we missed your teen, we are so sorry. Um, but I know, and I thank Crystal wherever Crystal went. She, she ran out or something. I thank her for putting that together. What, what a, you guys did a phenomenal job uh, putting everything together. So I thank you for that. Um, man, I'm just, oof. I appreciate you, Kevin. Um, and we're going to close out today like we always do. We're going to close out with our offering. 
So I know God's moving in your heart. He's stirring in this place. And, you know, here at Destiny, we just believe it's part of worship is when we give. And you can give at the doors. Uh, our ushers will be at the doors with baskets. You can go online and give. You can give on, online in the kiosk. Or you can give in the kiosk in the foyer online. If You know, however you want to give. We just know God's going to move in your heart. And you see right now, this is, if it wasn't, you know, because you give, God can do amazing things, not only in this house, but in our communities and all around. But, but because you give, then we can do this. And, and Pastor Kevin can come up here and God can work through him to change lives. Because why? Because we're, we trust in God and we give it all to God and let God work through a church. And because of that, doors open. And, and you know, the communication is going to flow and people are going to get anointed to do and appointed to do amazing things in this house. Um, it's just all part of it, you know, and uh, you're not giving to a church, you're giving through a church. Just let God work through our church to do amazing things in our community and so we can continue to do what God calls us to do. Uh, but it's really for you and the, the blessings that he'll bring for you. It's just amazing. So enough enough talking about that. I just know uh, it, we're going to close out today and I've got so many words to say and so little time to say it. So just stand by for next week. Um, so let's pray and then we'll receive offering and then we'll... Uh, we'll dismiss. So, Father, we thank you, God. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for being a good, good Father. We thank you that when we felt fatherless, you were always there, Lord. That, Lord, because of you, we will never be fatherless. That you will always be there for us and love us. So, Father, we thank you for that. And we thank you for Pastor Kevin. We thank you for a word, Lord, that you put on him. Father, we ask you to bring favor to his household. Father, God bless him. We honor him and thank you for him in our lives, Father. Father, we just love you, Lord. And, Father, we, we, we come to you in urgency, Lord. Father, give, give spark a, a, a Man, just that urgency in our heart to reach people this week, Father God, and next week. And, and it doesn't stop there. It's not only because of what's going on in the world. It's an everyday thing that whenever we meet somebody, God, that you just open the door for us to share. To open the door for us to introduce them to you. So use us, Father. Come on, Holy. We just want more of you, God. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. And Father, we lift up an offering to you today, Father God, for your kingdom to be used in any way you see fit. Lord, I ask you to bless the gift and the giver. Lord, we just surrender it all to you. And we just want more of you. Father, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And I know we got our worship team up here. Hey, feel free to come on. Uh, if you want to stay and worship a bit, we're going to worship. But uh, we love you guys. Be blessed. Have a phenomenal week. We look forward to seeing you again next week.